Are you dreaming of having the time and energy to create a life you love? Is your calendar full of events and you're thinking, there's no time for me? Do you look like you have it all together on the outside, but on the inside, you're a hot mess? You're frustrated and tired all the time. Susie Cruz shines the light on successful women and a few men who have busted the exhaustion cycle by prioritizing herself, released any guilt, and have found inner peace while creating a life they love filled with harmony. Join Susan's candid conversations to learn how these successful women illuminated their inner life to create a radiant life. Welcome to the Radiant Soul Sisters. Oh, listeners, I am so excited today because I have Tony Caruso here with me on this episode. I met Tony through eWomen Network, and she is one of those women that when you are in her presence, number one, you can feel her excitement and her energy. You can also see it in her eyes and her beautiful smile. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, welcome. Well, thank you so much. That was quite the introduction. I didn't know I had that kind of energy, so it makes me feel happy. You do have that kind of energy, Tony. You know, I remember meeting you and, and, you know, you were stepping into a position with eWomen Network. So, you know, a lot of women because you've been involved with this group for a while, whereas I'm a new kid on the block. (laughs) (laughs) I've only been here about a year, a year and a half. And so I was meeting people and able to remember, but you know, not everybody I met has connected, but I just, I remember the sparkle in your eyes and just the way that you made me feel welcome in that moment. You know, you had time to chat for briefly, but we chatted briefly and that's what we needed or either one of us at that point in time or had time for. So it was lovely. And I appreciate that. You know, listeners, Tony has been an event producer for over 30 years, and she has heard a lot of people speak. And she, yeah, I can only imagine producing events for 30 years. You've heard thousands of people speak. And I'm sure you've heard some incredible speeches that you've never forgotten, Mm -hmm. had major takeaway points. And then I'm sure you've heard some that you're like, ooh, they totally missed the mark. Right. So now you're leading us at eWomen as the leader of the eWomen Speakers Network. And I just think that's a wonderful thing for you, for eWomen, and for all of us who are choosing to be a part. So, Tony, 30 years of experience, you know, wow. There have got to be some big lessons that you learned. What are some of the lessons you learned being an entrepreneur? That number one comes to mind. Yeah. It is not easy. You have to be very self-motivated and mission-driven, and you have to have people around you who support you in your mission or your dream. I don't think I could have done this without having the coaches in my life that have seen in me a bigger vision than I could even see for myself, and having a husband and a family who supported me on the back end and said, you know, go for it. 
uh, we're behind you. What do you need? Instead of, I know, I hear a lot of women talk about, oh, I've got this idea. And the husband's like, really? You can't do that. You know, stick with the job, stick with the nine to five. Or who do you think you are? Or it's the voice in our head that um, family has put there over the years and growing up that we're not good enough. We're not going to be able to succeed. Why should we try? Why us? And I believe that, you know, we should always say, why not me? Exactly. You know, when we when we really get the voices out of our head, like you said, and, and when we have the support group, another thing that you you mentioned were coaches. You know, I learned very early on in my first business that I needed a coach. And I remember telling Jimmy I was going to hire a coach. And he's like, what? Why are you going to do that? And I'm like, well, I don't, I hear this, this coach is really great and she can help with sales and I'm going to give it a try. And he, he was supportive, didn't understand it, but supportive. Right. And I said, just, I tell you what, just let's see what happens, but I believe we're going to watch my business soar. And it was really amazing because coaches can see in us what we can't see. Our blinds. Right. The, The other thing that I think coaches and supportive people help us to understand is that you're worth it. Correct. Correct. You are worth it. I am worth it. I am worth being out there and getting paid to do the thing that I want to do. Right. Correct. I was told by my mother, I mean, she came from a different era, but your ideal job was to be a secretary and marry your boss or be an airline stewardess and marry the pilot. I mean, that was in her life. That was your goal as a woman. And so I learned everything secretarial. I can type like crazy and I can take shorthand (laughs) everything to this day. And then I'd start working and I get these jobs and I'm working in corporate, but I'm working for women. And I think that is what kind of switched it in my mind. Like, I don't have to be the support. I can be the boss. And she kept wondering about me because I wasn't getting married and I wasn't getting married, you know. And I said, you know, maybe by 35, I'll just have a baby because I hadn't gotten married. I mean, I didn't get married till I was 41 years old because all of a sudden I had this career and I was doing something that I absolutely loved. And I saw that there was a bigger thing for me. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But I believe that no matter where you come from, you have to inside yourself believe in who you are and what you can do. And you have to be your own biggest cheerleader because if you're not cheering for yourself, nobody else is going to. You know, that you're so right there. And I think, Tony, a lot of women our age or in within our age group, you know, we were raised by parents who believed that you either were the secretary or you went to college and you got the nine to five job. You know, it, and it's very interesting. Both of my parents are entrepreneurs. My dad, dad owned his own business. Mom ended up working for him after being in another business. But yet for me personally, it was like, you're, you need to go to college and this is the kind of job you need to get. And when I went to college and said, oh, I'm going to major in food service management. And he's like, no, you're not. You got to have a business degree. <laughs> well, I wanted to be in the food service industry. So, so I said, okay, I'll double major. But 
finding the way to believe in yourself is is key. And I think that's where support groups, coaches, and the people you surround yourself with are so important. You know, you talk about your parents and your mom and what they said. Tony, I always like to know how people are, what has created this person or this woman that I'm talking to. And our childhood memories often help to develop us into who we are. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? I think that if you're talking and who developed to who I am, my mother was a nightclub singer. She had a beautiful voice and she sang with the big bands. And I always wanted to be a singer and an entertainer and a dancer. And my mother always said, oh, you know, your voice isn't good enough, you know, and you're not tall enough like a rockette to be a dancer. So I had those messages going through my head. But I used to stand in front of the television on my toes because I thought that's what ballet dancers were actually on their toes. And I'd put my hands up in a pirouette and I'd twirl around and the family would just like, could you please just sit down, you know, and I'd be in front of the TV just to get their attention. So for some child who wanted to be on stage Mm -hmm. and to be now as an adult, teaching people to be on stage and to love being in front of a group with a microphone. I may not be singing and I may not be dancing, but I'm still on the stage. So I think a lot of that comes from that need of a a young girl who just wanted, wanted to be up and to be a singer like her mom, you know? That is so cool. And, you know, it also goes to the point that there are ways to do what we want to do but just maybe not how we see it. Right. Right. You know, you were seeing being the singer or the dancer, but you ended up finding the way to do it that has not only impacted your life, but has impacted thousands of other people. Well, and to be honest, I don't sing well. So if I would have gone down that, I would have failed. I would have failed as a singer. And as a dancer, I didn't have the the ballet and all those technical things. I took dance. I I minored in dance in college because I didn't get to dance when I was a kid, but I was going to do it in college, you know, but I was never at a level because I didn't start young enough and, and understand. And at that time, it wasn't like you could go and get on YouTube, you know, and dance and become a dancer. You know, at that time it was ballet and jazz and, you know, jazz hands, the whole bit. So I started later. And so it, it wasn't like that was going to be a path for me anyway. Right. Um, but I found my own path to what I love doing is being in front of an audience. And it's not an ego thing in front of an audience, but it, there's an energy in it. And it's, I enjoy hosting events and getting people on stage and inspiring an audience and getting them to get out of their little box in their head and try something new. That- so- you know, I might be, no, I not be doing it through music, but I'm doing it through events. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you do it well. You know, Tony, you mentioned that you were older when you, well, in society's eyes, I should say, you were older. You were 41 when you got married. And, you know, I can imagine that you had built your career, right? You were already super successful. Then you fall in love and you also had a child. And you've got this super successful career going on. There can be a lot of tension in that or a lot of pull in that. 
One, I like to think of it instead of balance, like work-life harmony, that our life is this beautiful symphony, right? And we play all these different instruments. Some we're playing harder than others at different times, but but we've always got this harmony and we want it to come back to be beautiful. What, what are the things that you did or you do to maintain that work-life harmony? Well, to be honest, I got married at 41 and had difficulty having a child at that age. So had to go through the whole in vitro donor eggs, the whole process. So it was a very psychological process. So that when I did get pregnant at 43, I was working and doing over 300 events a year for the uh, company I was working for. And I knew I couldn't keep that up. And I didn't want my child to be in daycare for 12 hours a day. We just spent $30,000 to have this baby. I wanted to spend time with him. So I became a stay-at-home mom. And you take an event person and a career person and you put them in the house to be a mom, you're going to go crazy. So I then became the Uber chair of the preschool fundraiser and the jogathon in elementary school, then the PTA um, president. And I was, you know, making money for all the school projects. And I was, I was everywhere doing everything till my son became 13, well, what, 10, when you go into middle school, 10, 11. Right. And he told me, he said, mom, can you please stop um, doing things at school? You're more popular than I am. And I went, oh my gosh. So that's when I looked into an entrepreneurial thing. Before that, I worked corporate. So it forced me to try and find out, all right, what can I do? I love doing events. I've been doing them for the schools. I've been doing them for all the businesses I had. Why not do them for entrepreneurs and small business owners? So that's when everything kind of switched. And I started Caruso Signature Events. And that took off. And um, that became something that I never knew I could do on my own. But I built my own business. Yeah. Wow. You know. It's interesting. You stopped getting paid to put on events. However, when your son hit school age, you were putting on events. Yeah. You know, and that's how you were getting that need fulfilled, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had a jogathon when he was five years old, and I went to it and uh-huh. I looked at him like, what are they doing? This is like, nothing. There's no balloons. There's no nothing, you know, and they made $8,000 and they were excited. I took it over. And that first year I made $45,000 for the school. And they were like, we are all in Tony, what else do you want to do? So it's, but it's like, you know, taking your expertise and doing something you love. And I loved organizing. And so my son had the most major birthday parties. I mean, I was over the top. But it was not because I was trying to go, ooh, look at me, look at me. Right. It was just because it was fun to do. And I missed it so much in business that I was like, it was my outlet in my personal life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can imagine they were some super fun birthday parties too. You know, not only did they look good, they were fun with activities. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. You know, to be able to maintain a business, run a business, and to be able to have work-life harmony and to do all the things, be the wife, be the mom, be the business owner, do this. There's certain things that we have to do to take care of ourselves so that our radiant souls will shine. And what are, what are some of the things that you do for well, yourself? I would say before COVID, 
I was crazy working all hours. Mm -hmm. We always made sure that we had dinner together as a family, the three of us. We sat down to dinner and I was very active in my son's when he was in high school football. And so always made sure that I was at every football game and we were supported. Um, And I did my business that way. Physically, maybe I didn't take care of myself as well. I I was taking care of everybody else. And then um, COVID hit and my in, in my event business, you know, tanked. There were no events. Right. No events. And uh, so I was pretty, that was a tough year for me. And mm-hmm. I know it was for everyone. So I'm not putting that aside. But for me personally, the isolation and not being able to get in a room with people and not having money coming in, um, right. I kind of lost who I was and what was going on. I sat on the couch, drank wine and ate chip, chips and salsa. So, you know, self-care was not at the top on the list. And then I kind of turned everything around. I got in front of Sandra Yancey and I got a one-on-one with her as the founder of eWomen Network. And she coached me and she brought out in me business that I was doing on the side, which was teaching speakers the business of speaking. Right. Um, as an event planner, that you know, that's my genius. So I started the Academy for Speakers and I started a coaching program and that got me started. And I learned that, you know, I can't be sitting in front of a computer 12 hours a day. I have to get up and I've got to get moving. I've got to start eating right. So I had to force myself into taking care of me personally. And I learned through that whole process that I literally closed the computer at five, six o'clock and I go out and I go in the other room and we have dinner and we have a life and I sit with my husband and my weekends are free. I'm now more family oriented and work is what I do Monday through Friday, but not in the evenings and not on the weekends, unless it's, you know, there's an event or something and it's special, but I've had to literally tell myself, all right, close the computer. You're done for the day. These things can wait till tomorrow. Yep. Thank you for your truthfulness and your vulnerability there. You know, when you first started talking about COVID, you know, in the beginning, you would sit and and drink wine and eat chips. It brought to mind immediately Sarah Blakely. She (laughs) was so funny because she said, we're going to come out of COVID and you're going to be a chunk, a hunk or a drunk because you're going to be a chunk because you eat too much. You're going to be a hunk because you're working out too much or excess, or you're going to be a drunk. And, and there's so much truth in that, you know, you're the type of person that needs the energy of other people and the events. Well, I'm an Enneagram too, a nurturer, right? I didn't have people to nurture because I couldn't be around people, you know, very difficult times. So I really appreciate that. And I love the fact that you made the decision coming out. Now I've got to take care of myself. Right. Because it takes a lot of energy to run an event, right? Well, and physically, and as you've, I've gotten older, like right now I'm sitting here with my knee is in pain. Um, I've had some knee problems and I can't wear high heels and walk around. I mean, I used to do events and they'd be 12 hour days in four inch heels. You know, right. now it's like, oh my gosh, I look at those heels and I think I should just give those away. I'm never getting in them again. You know, it's like, yeah. we've got to make these. And you wonder why you look at the old ladies and they're wearing the flat shoes. I've now become the old lady with the flat shoes, <laughs> but it, it's physically, you can't do it. And you have to understand that there are limitations to your body. And if you don't take care of it and 
see those things like my knee hurts. So now I'll be icing it. And I've been working out on a different machine that doesn't use my knees as much, you know, in the way that it has trying to strengthen them up because I'm getting into 2023 and I have three large events going on. Um, I need to make sure that I'm healthy for those. That's right. That's right. Well, self-care, it's one of those things that for so many of us, we think it's selfish and we're like, how can I take an hour of time to do this for me when really, how can you not take that hour of time? And I have ridden that diet, exercise, physically fit roller coaster most of my life. I don't know. I don't know any woman who hasn't. I mean, let's be honest, you know, yeah. we all, there are times that it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with myself? And the other times I'm like, I am hot. I look good in this, you know? And it's like, <laughs> if you right. just could like, you know, stay in that mindset, you know, and say, yeah. I look good in this, no matter what you put on, you know? That's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. Well, I've already learned a lot from you, Tony, and I'm enjoying talking with you, but You know, listeners, if this episode has you thinking about how to put yourself first or the changes you might need to make to put yourself first and live your life on purpose while achieving work-life harmony, be sure and connect with me at Susan Cruzco or reach out at susancruzco.com. Tony, what gift or what have you brought for our listeners? How can they connect with you? Well, um, basically, I am at eWomen Network. So if you would like to get on stage, because let me tell you, it's the fastest way to grow your business is to be a speaker. I would love to connect with you. So you can go to Tony Caruso at eWomenNetwork.com and just shoot me an email or you can go to eWomenNetwork.com and look for the eWomen Speakers Network and learn more about what we're doing there. I think we have some really great things coming up. We have three workshops. We're traveling throughout the country. And so it's a way for you to connect and and learn and how you can build your business, just being the spokesperson for you and your mission, because there's somebody out there that's just waiting to hear what you have to say. Oh, that was also a hard lesson for me, because I'll hear someone speak or I'll read a book and I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I would say. But what I have learned and am super excited about coming to your events and, and becoming even a better speaker is the way that I share my message, there's going to be someone who will hear it from me that wouldn't hear it from you or someone else. And we could even use the exact same words. Exactly. Exactly. Your journey, your journey is different from everyone else's journey. Your mission is different from everyone else's. So if I'm in the audience and I went, you know, if I was in the audience and I'm going through a horrible divorce and some woman gets up there and starts talking and she's perfect and she's beautiful and she's talking about how she helps women through divorce and you find out that she's happily married and never been through a divorce. How could you know, how can you know what I'm feeling and what I'm going through? But you get up, you get a speaker up there who's vulnerable and she's like, you know, I came home and the locks on the doors were changed. Everything that I owned, it was inside this house and I couldn't get in to get it because he has now uh, got his little secretary living in there and he's left me aside. Now that's somebody who's going to understand what I've been through. Exactly. Exactly. That connection there. So the speaking events, you, you mentioned you've got several coming up. You want to tell our listeners where they're going to be? If you're in Orange County, California, that is an April 28th and 29th, and they're two days. But what's really cool is the second day, 
we're doing North America's Next Greatest Speaker Contest. So if you are a speaker and you would like to be in that contest, go to Speakonomics. It's speakonomics.net. And you can apply to um, be in the contest. It's going to be really fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun too. And all of that information will be in the show notes. So our listeners will be able to to get that. So Tony, if there was one big tip or one piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with today, what would be that one suggestion you'd give? I would just say, do what you love. Now, if what you love is crocheting knit hats, you might have to like, That's something you do on the side. That's a hobby. But if you're sitting and you're wondering, you know, did I choose the right thing? Am I going the right direction? If it's something you love to do and it's something you feel the world needs to either have as a product or here as a mission, then just keep going through it and find the people to put around you that support you and believe in you and stay away from the naysayers. If people are telling you you're not good enough, then that's never going to work. Those are the people you don't want in your life. If you believe in it hard enough and you really believe the world needs to hear it or have it, just keep going, moving forward. Entrepreneurial uh, business is one of the hardest things you can do. Anybody can get a nine to five, but entrepreneurs work 24 hours a day, 365 days a week, but we love it and we're never tired of it. Absolutely. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head because I think entrepreneurial world can be so lonely. Yes. If you do not find your community. And when you find your community, you all live in abundance. Couldn't have said it better. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed today and my conversation with Tony Caruso. Next week, I will shine the light on another Radiant Soul Sister. Till then, I'm Susan Cruz, your host, and you can find all the resources at SusanCruzco.com. That was a fun episode of the Radiant Soul Sisters. Thank you for choosing to tune in. Be sure to join me next week when I shine the light on another beautiful woman. Till then, I'm Susan Cruz, your host, and be sure to check out my website at susancruzco.com where you will find all the podcast episodes and resources for our community. 